0: hi guys i hope you're doing well my name is joan the career coach and today i'm joined by um you've met ken before so he's not He's not very new to my um uh, to my podcast and I'm really looking forward to uh, today's topic today We are talking about some job application mistakes that candidates make now I know the whole, you know, the whole job application process can be very daunting You are sending out thousands of applications. You're getting regrets uh, and, and it can be very depressing very tiring, but it's not going to be useful if you're sending out thousands, you know, of applications and not getting any, um, uh, positive feedback. If that happens, then you need to sit back and ask yourself, what am I doing wrong? And that's why we thought it was going to be useful that we come on here and discuss this topic about some job application mistakes. And we've picked 10 that most, uh, job applicants normally, um, make. So let's start. Um, Ken, which is the first mistake?
1: I think, Joanne, you can agree with me, the most glaring mistake in a CV, a cover letter or any application document Mm -hmm. is the spelling and grammar mistakes. Right, right. Yeah. So that's a huge... Even for
0: us, like as writers, right?
1: Yeah. That's a huge red flag Mm -hmm. for writers and even the person who's reading the CV. So there are many ways which you can do, which you can adopt to make sure that this mistake is at a level of zero to one percent yeah so the first thing you can triple check your CV Mm -hmm. uh, triple check your cover letter just make sure you check uh using your eyes yes and make sure you check the whole CV check twice check thrice make sure that it doesn't have any mistakes right the next part you can you can ask a friend Mm -hmm. to proofread the CV Mm -hmm. you can ask your friend to proofread your cover letter too and finally you can read it out loud. Yeah. If it doesn't sound correct, it won't read well either. So yeah. make sure that you read it out. Yeah. And I do want to point out one thing about the spelling and grammar mistakes. Don't rely on the spell check for uh, the ones which are embedded on the computers, mm-hmm. like the ones for Microsoft Word, or even the ones for Grammarly. Just make sure you read the CV, read it through, and make sure that there are no spelling mistakes
0: right one of the things that i love to do is um after i've done the cv like take a walk and yeah. then come back because then your mind is fresh and your mind is clear and you can be able to to get some you know some mistakes that you not have gotten if you're just uh in in, in that space where you're just you know doing a cv it's really easy you know to um to let um a, a spelling mistake go through right uh for me the other mistake i see job uh, applicants making is not tailoring the the job description and the cover letter for that particular role and sometimes i think i understand because it's something that even i used to do you know like back in the day um you know there's this job for un and, and and you want to apply for it and the deadline is in three hours so you feel you know i don't have enough time to make the CV. the so you end up sending a cv that is not tailored so you've not tailored the cv and you've not tailored the cover letter this is going to significantly reduce the chances that you learn the job and and one of the things that we you know we like saying is that always ensure that you have a cv ready um you know have a cv ready have a cover letter ready so that then when you see a job that you love you're just changing a few things and not re- you know doing a cv over from scratch i don't know what you want to add
1: okay so um uh... As you've said, you yeah. should make sure that you have a CV beforehand. Yeah. So that when you spot a job, you just look through the job, spot what the job requires, yeah. and match it to the CV. Right. That would be your ATS CV. Yes. So that brings us to the next mistake. Yeah. Using a wrong type of CV right. for uh, an application. Mm-hmm. When you are sending an application to directly to a recruiter, yeah. you might want to use the modern CV because. Uh, you want to make sure that the CV is as attractive as possible such that it attracts the recruiters reading it or the hiring manager. Right. When you are applying for a job online and it requests you to upload the CV, mm-hmm. you want to use your ATS CV. Yeah. That is because uh, this job will be passed through the ATS system, right? Right. Yeah. And then, Uh, When you're using your ATS CV, make sure you convert it to PDF such that it does not lose the flow. Right,
0: right. And just uh, let's not assume that, you know, uh, they know what an ATS CV is. ATS stands for Applicant Tracking System. So there are certain organizations, especially multinationals or or large organizations that have thousands and thousands of applicants. They're not going to go through all those CV. Your CV is going to first uh, get us... um, vetted by a machine software before it lands the human resource uh, desk. So you need to make sure that that CV is ATS compliant. It's ATS friendly for it to pass the ATS first. Then now, uh, after it's passed the ATS, then you can be, you know, uh, called for an interview. So if your, if your CV is not ATS compliant, the human resource uh, manager is not or, or the reporter is not going to ever look at your CV. So it's really, really important that you know which type of CV to use for uh, which type of organization. Um, then the, the third mistake um, I feel job applicants normally do is LinkedIn profile. So some... Job you know, uh, uh, some job applicants don't have a LinkedIn profile entirely, Uh, or your LinkedIn profile has a silhouette, or your LinkedIn profile is so brief, or you know, you you just did a shoddy summary and left it. I would actually prefer that if it's shoddy, like don't have it completely as opposed to having something that's shoddy because the recruiter, the first thing they are going to do after they've gotten your CV, they're going to check your LinkedIn profile. So you want to have documents that are aligned, you know, the CV, and this is the modern CV and the ATS CV, the cover letter, the LinkedIn profile, all these documents need to give one story. What is there on your CV cannot, you know, you cannot be an engineer on your CV. And then on the LinkedIn profile, you are a customer service representative. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what you want to add.
1: Okay. So for the LinkedIn, if you want to make sure that your LinkedIn sells you properly, for the particular job that you're applying for. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that your summary is as detailed as possible. It contains all the uh, all your achievements, your how your passions align to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you also want to make sure that you have a professional photo, just as you would say, you can't have a silhouette uh, as the background of your LinkedIn. Yeah. So make sure you have a professional photo and update all the jobs accordingly, mm-hmm. so that they match with your they match with your CV. Right. Yes. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So uh, another mistake which you should try to avoid in your application is including the personal details. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the personal details uh, include your age, uh, where you're born, or your ID number. Mm-hmm. I've seen some some people adding their ID number. Yeah. So. Uh, the bad thing about including your personal details mm-hmm. is that you can create a bias uh, yeah. when the recruiter sees your CV. If, let's say a recruiter wants up, wants to hire for this position, they hire hiring people who are young mm-hmm. and your age is 45, you know, yeah. you want to make the cut because mm-hmm. you included the personal details. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know like in high school or in, in campus, we were taught that we have to include the dates of birth, uh, the location, like the P.O. box, mm-hmm. just include like the country, you can include your summary, skip the personal details, just go straight to the summary. Also a photo can create bias, so don't include it, especially yeah. in the ATS CV, mm-hmm. because it will make the CV not compliant to the ats software i don't know if you have anything to add on the personal details
0: right and and sometimes um and and this you're going to use your discretion so if you've seen this job ad and 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 they're saying they want um people of a certain age including the year you finished campus sometimes (laughs) could could um uh could mean that you're, you're left out of, of, of many applications if they are uh, you know if they're wanting to hire young people because you see um it's it, it's actually illegal for you to be uh, discriminated against because of your age so they cannot ask that uh, directly so what they can do is they can check which year you graduated and you know do you know some calculation to just see you know which age bracket you, you fall under so if you're a bit older and you're trying to get back into the job market you know uh, avoid putting your age directly or even the year which you graduated it's yeah. not compulsory for that information to be there on your uh, on your CV
1: yeah so uh, the next mistake mm-hmm. is having a CV that's too long yeah or having it too short. Right. You'd want to capture all the relevant information, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when capturing the relevant information, you should you should make sure that the CV doesn't go past two pages, yeah. especially if you have a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. So that means that you only input few key elements mm-hmm. that will persuade the recruiter to read your CV. Because right. uh, the purpose of a CV is to learn you an interview, learn you an interview not, a job. not the job. Mm-hmm. So when you are called to the interview, that's when you can explain what the additional info that was left
0: out yeah. from your cv yeah so yeah and, and i think i want to add that never feel that if you don't put everything on your cv you're not going to get shortlisted actually yeah. the shorter it is the, the the high chances are you know uh the, that that recruiter you know wants to reach out to you yeah. as long as the the design and the format looks very good and it looks appealing um and there are no spelling mistakes and the cv looks good it's going to make the cut. So don't feel the need to want to put everything, because that's the other thing that I've seen with so many of our clients. They want to put everything. On the CV yes. and and you know we are wanting to to ensure that it's as summarized as possible
1: yeah uh, talking about the summer summary mm-hmm. you know like you can represent a 20-word sentence using five words yeah so that's what you you should aim at while making your CV or your cover letter yeah. make sure that the sentences are short yeah. clear and concise yeah such that it makes sure that your CV uh, by using that you'll make sure that the CV is as short as possible.
0: Right. I remember in primary. Okay, of course we were like in different years, <laughs> but there, there was something called like when you're writing to manigram, right? Yeah. And and you you had to summarize. Do you remember such an exercise? Okay, is... so
1: for us it was I don't know euphobia in, in in Kiswahili. In Kiswahili yeah. uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was euphobia in Kiswahili yeah. and paraphrasing. You're given a paragraph and you're yeah. trying to paraphrase the paragraph yeah. using less than. 20 exactly. words or 15
0: words exactly because i remember for us it was when you're sending like something uh per poster or i think marida or something like that but <laughs> i remember you're given some some you know a very few words so you should uh reduce the words from maybe 300 to like 150. Yeah. so it's the same thing we are saying here that you know you shouldn't put everything and there's a way you can reduce those uh last sentences to shorter sentences but they, they are uh, speaking to you know your value and what um And what you bring to the table. The other mistake I see is so you you know, there's this job you've seen at UN um, and The job application is long. Yeah, like there are 57 steps (laughs) And I know sometimes when you see that you're like, oh my goodness, like uh, like it doesn't Well, like why should I even bother? And I know there's there are so many you know uh, job applicants who have missed out of opportunities just because they did not organise themselves enough to be present and do that application uh, are very well. And there are certain things that you can do. Um, you can ensure that you know you have these different types of CVs that you're talking about: the modern CV, the ATS CV, the cover letter, and the LinkedIn profile. Because this means that you have a lot of content that you can use and play around with in this, you know, uh, in this job application process. Because these questions are always the same. They're asking about your value in 200 words. They're asking about what are your strengths? What are some of your weaknesses? Well, you know, why do you believe uh, um, you're the best candidate for this particular role? Why should we hire you to this role? What have you read about uh, uh, about our organization? How do your skills and your experiences match? Uh, to this particular job and i know sometimes when you see that question they're asking the same thing maybe they are they voted it differently so when you have the documents prior it means yeah. then you're not very stressed yes. because then you're just like actually moving things around your copy pasting here and and um getting content from your linkedin from the ATS CV and using it for the application i don't know if you have something to add yeah
1: to add on to what you're just saying you can also have your. Apart from having the cover letter, mm-hmm. ATS, and LinkedIn, LinkedIn mm-hmm. pre- prior, uh, prepared prior. Mm-hmm. You can also have the career manage your career management file. Yeah. So in the career management file, you can have all the commendations that you got from your previous employers. Yeah. All the achievements because you know once you get ten, once you get ten years into your career path, mm-hmm. you might forget something that you did wh- right. when you're starting. Mm-hmm. So in the career management file, you can. You can have all the things that you did yeah. since since day one, yeah. since you started your career. Yeah. And you'll be able to uh, get information to yeah. answer the questions easily mm-hmm. when they're all sorted together in a file.
0: Right. And, and and this file can be in hard copy or soft copy. I know there are people who are old school. Yeah. yeah? And, and you know, it has like all your job descriptions. Yeah. I, I usually advise um, my clients to, you know, when you're working, keep track of the achievements and the work that you do, like write those things down. Cause yes. then sometimes people normally forget, yeah. you know, like when we ask uh, our clients, uh, you know, tell us, uh, what you've been doing in your current j- job it's very easy for someone to leave some things out yes. and not maybe remember later on after the CV has already been done so keep track of your achievements keep track of the work even if you f- you, you feel that work is very mundane just write all that work down so that the, then your career management f- uh, file it has your job descriptions because sometimes what is there on the JD is very different from what I'm you're currently sure. doing yes. so, so you have you actually have both um you know if you've if you've been given a recommendations if you've been given awards if uh you've attended if you've done certain projects if you've done some trainings and developments yeah. anything that you have done that speaks to your uh, career if you've been invited for you know to a radio station or a tv station to to speak you know you've gone for a speaking engagement right put all those things there so then when you're writing um your CV, or when you're doing these job applications, it becomes very easy because everything is in one place.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next mistake is having the duties or the job description over the achievements in the CV.
0: Right. That's a big one.
1: Yeah. So uh, in the CV, you ma- you should have the the achievements in the section where normally people put the job description yeah. or the duties. So to get the achievements, you can use the a format called problem, action, and results. Mm -hmm. So you identify a problem in the organization uh, which you had identified, then you identify the action which you took towards uh, solving that problem, Mm -hmm. and then you identify the result which came about from the action which you took. Mm -hmm. So uh, having having that format in mind, you can get the achievements which you should replace uh, over the duties which you're having on the under each role that you performed right so uh, another thing you can also try and quantify the achievements
0: right that's a that's a big one
1: yeah so quantifying the achievements will mean that you show results for every uh duty that you perform mm-hmm. so um i don't know if you can give an example to that yeah uh an example for quantifying an achievement uh giving the result for yeah any duty that you have performed. yeah
0: so when you're quantifying the results you're quantifying in terms of time you're quantifying in terms of cash like so you know money you're quantifying in terms of uh quantities um so le- let me give an example so maybe um you came up you're a marketing associate and you came up with a strategy that yeah. ensured the, the the profit margins of your organization uh, organization moved from maybe five hundred thousand dollars to a million dollars. So you see you're quantifying in terms of money like we can see we moved from here to there because of something that you did or you reduce the time it took for a client to receive you know the output yes so that is uh, time Uh, or you know you 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 are a HR professional, and you increased the engagement levels of your um, uh, of your uh, you know of the pool of the team by maybe like coming up with lunch and learns or sporting activities or you know other um, forums where employees can can join in and and, and participate so so you want to always uh use you know numbers and percentages um and 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 you're using time and and quantities uh because recruiters and hiring managers they love seeing numbers so think about um think about you know uh, when you're being hired to that organization what did they say they're going to measure you against because even if you're a lawyer uh, there's a way that you can quantify your achievements in terms of how many cases have you closed yeah. you know how many did you win yes. M- maybe you 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 have never lost a single case so you see you, you can say uh, 100% success rate yeah yeah
1: so john most of the people in the ngo sector ask how do they quantify their achievements
0: yeah so like so in the ngo world you know we have roles like Project manager. We have monitoring and evaluation yeah. officers. We have a program, you know, our program managers. So you see, like, uh, so let's say I'm working in Dadab yeah, um, and and you know, I'm I'm um, tasked to like maybe distribute uh, food or, or something like that. Yes. reducing the time it took from when we got the the those products to when the beneficiaries got um in, you know improve the process in which we we track how many families we have fed yeah. um also you know like tracking how many families have benefited from our you know like our presence there yeah. you know documenting like maybe yeah. i you know i did um, um, you know I, I did videos and photo, uh, and photos and this ensured that the our reach in terms of our facebook moved from 5000 to yeah. Ten thousand. So you you really need to think about what you're being measured against, and then uh, 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 when you think and look up uh, at those uh, key performance indicators, see how you can attach numbers to them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's very insightful. Yeah. uh The next uh, mistake that most people do uh, in making applications is having bad visual representation, especially oh in their CV yeah. or their cover letter.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, and, and I think we were talking about this. Um and, and that's why we were saying it's really important that you have a modern CV yeah. that is visually attractive. We tailor a modern CV for a human being. Yes. The modern CV is tailored for a human being, the ATS CV is tailored for a machine. It's and, and I normally say that I think it's because human beings are very vain. Uh, When when, if if I gifted you something even if it was this amazing, let's say amazing perfume, but I put it in a gunia You'll probably (laughs) throw it away. Yes, and maybe I would uh, My my other gift would be like maybe 100 bob, but then I've put it in such a nice box So you'd be so excited opening. Yeah, because you see like human beings are very very so you want to ensure the way you have Packaged your CV, especially the modern CV that we normally send to a particular person to a particular email address is visually attractive
1: Yeah, so uh, to add on to what you said, even the ATS CV can be visually
0: attractive. Yes, yes. our ATS CV is very really attractive
1: Yeah, so to ensure that the ATS CV is visually attractive, we want to make sure that the flow is good yes you want to make sure that the font size is uniform yeah and you want to make sure that the font style too is uniform make sure that you use white space to your advantage because Mm -hmm. white space actually aids in how a person is going to read the document. right if you're reading a a document or even a book which is compressed Mm -hmm. at times you'll find that you get bored or yeah you find you have even skipped some parts. Right. So you you have to make sure that you're using it best to your advantage.
0: Right. And the other thing we forgot to mention, uh, you know, as far as um, mistakes that applicants make is dishonesty. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I see it over and over again. you you lying on your CV. So you're lying about which year you graduated, yes. or you're lying about the places where you worked. And then if the, if the references are called, they say they, they, they don't know this person or you're lying about your achievements or you're lying about the job description. You see, the thing about lying is that, you know, if you lie that you speak French yeah. <laughs> and then you go for an interview and they ask you um, tu parles français? <laughs> and then you say, uh, je suis Joanne, like, you know, that interview is going to be over. So just just for me, it's always like honestly the best policy. Just say the truth.
1: Yeah. I think another thing we forgot is the use of cliches. Yeah. Yeah. So a cliche is something that has been overused until its meaning doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Let's say like working well in a team. Mm. OK, so instead of saying that you work well in a team, you can word the CV such that it show, showcases that mm. you work well in a, in a team. Mm-hmm. Don't mention it directly yeah yeah so um cliches also can come informal having result-oriented action oriented perfectionist perfectionist. okay so you know instead of stating those you should actually give evidence to show that you are result-oriented or action-oriented or a perfectionist but that's not encouraged in an application
0: exactly so you want to avoid anything that is going to make your cv look like you know any other cv um so you want to ensure that before you send out any application just go through some of those mistakes that we have uh, mentioned it's not going to benefit you if you are sending out thousands of applications and you're not getting any feedback either because you know there's too much cliche on your cv or your cv is too long or too short or it's not visually attractive or you're using a modern cv where i should be using an ats cv or your cv has spelling mistakes and grammatical errors or you've not tailored your cv for uh, for a particular job you've not tailored the cv and the cover letter or you don't have a linkedin profile it's not existent please ensure that you invest in ensuring that you have a good modern cv a good ats cv a good linkedin profile a good cover letter and all these documents are saying one story and are selling you the best way possible so i don't know ken if you have a parting shot
1: yeah so uh, my parting shot will be what is written without effort is read without pleasure so just make sure you put effort into writing all those documents which you have mentioned and the recruiter or the hiring manager or whoever is going to read your CV is going to have a lot of pleasure in reading it and we'll call you for the interview
0: great so that's all that we had for today I hope you found this session beneficial thank you and see you next time